Hello and welcome to USTS, the Ultimate Sports Training Show. I'll be your host for today's show, Bob Lemire. And uh, joining me on today's show, a good friend of mine from way back, um, uh, a fellow Taekwondoist, MIT alum. Uh, I, I just found out now, I mean, even though we've known each other for years, a, a pistolero. Is that what they might call it back in the... Uh, <laughs> yes, we're frequently called Pistoleros. Uh, master in Taekwondo, Master uh, Spencer Webb. Welcome to the show, Mr. Webb, Master Webb. Thank you, Grandmaster. Uh, I've been meaning to have you on for a while because I know you're kind of flexible. You own your own business. And uh, I'm trying to get all the, the Grandmasters, uh, you know, in, in kind of an order. But, uh, boy, my schedule and everybody's schedule is in another, you know, and to get people out of work uh, so um i'm gonna skip around and uh, <laughs> uh i already have i already have by the way uh, i've uh, been enjoying them i've been listening yeah we have some fun I, I have a lot of fun with people i've worked out with and uh fellow taekwondoists um before we start just give us a, a nice little rundown of a, a little of your life what you've been on well uh I went to college at MIT. That's what brought me up to the Boston area. I, st I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Adrian. Hey. <laughs> but people tell me they don't hear the Brooklyn no, coming no, out, so <laughs> I'm pretty happy about that. There you can't you tell where I came from. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I grew up in Brooklyn, uh, went to school at MIT, and you know, at that transition, I was actually pretty active in cycling. I did a lot of cycling with my buddies, nothing formal, although my buddies did formal uh, uh, competition and I supported them. When I got up to school, um, day one, I uh, found the, uh, the shooting coach. Most people don't know that MIT has a rifle team and a pistol team, and I got on the pistol team day one, and that was my No, did you focus. already have, did you already have uh, any knowledge of, of the pistols? You must have. You don't just jump into something like that, or do you? Yeah, no, my dad, uh, you know, brought me up shooting. I was shooting. I remember first shooting a pistol when I was, I had to be seven. Wow. And uh, In Brooklyn, know. not in Brooklyn. Well, no, uh, upstate New York. <laughs> okay. We so went, yeah. you know, he, he used to go upstate New York for hunting and, 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 uh, oh, and such. And so I had a weird, it was a weird upbringing in that, I, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, but I was camping with the Boy Scouts. Yeah, yeah. I was hunting with my dad, right. and I, you know, so yeah. um, you ended up in the country now. Yeah, forever. Now, yeah, forever. exactly. I I, t I tell people if I keep moving north, I'm going to end up in the Arctic Circle. I got a feeling, yeah. So uh, went to MIT, got on the pistol team, and started a pretty serious uh, track of of Olympic and international pistol competition, oh. which is the kind of competition we're involved with. Right, right, yeah. Also shot what we call conventional pistol, which is which is the American-style uh, club type. You pistol. have to have a certain p pistol. You can't just walk in there with any. No, it, different events have different, different requirements, event, yeah. right? So most of it's twenty two caliber. Is All the collegiate stuff was twenty two, right. um, And I shot standard pistol. So there yeah. were standard pistol, rapid-fire pistol, free pistol, right. um, those were the Olympic events. We didn't shoot rapid fire. That required too much special equipment. Right. Uh, but I, I ended up being really a specialist in standard pistol. Right. And when you say so, is it a certain stance yet, or is it just in a stance? It's all one-handed. One-handed. All the shooting yeah. is one-handed. I went like this. Yeah, I, I did notice that. I know that. nothing about <laughs> that. But I watch a lot of detective shows, if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, uh, 
standard pistol was actually copied from the American conventional pistol competition. Okay. But yeah, you're standing there with one hand uh, shooting at uh, 25 yards and 50 yards, depending on the stage. Right. And that was that was carried into, uh, let's see, standard pistol, I'm not sure ever made it into the Olympics. Olympics was, was free pistol, which was the high-precision, slow-fire event, and rapid-fire pistol, right. which was okay. the... The fast event that we did not participate in. So, all right, I, I, let me get this straight. You did compete in, in the Olympics, or you uh, trials for the Olympics, or how did that go? So I, I shot in the Olympic tryouts. The tryouts. I never got. I never was on an, uh, a national team. Okay. Um, Which you probably have to be. No. Well, you have to be on a team where I've I've shot against individuals who were just stupendous, right. uh, but. Typically, you make the U.S. team, you, you do international events, right, and those right, people okay, usually yeah. end up on the Olympics. Right, Olymp right. And I've known, I know Olympians. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, I know gold medalists right. in both rifle and pistol. Yeah. And, uh, well, yeah. that's, that's wild. I didn't know that about yeah. you. I never knew that. We about. never had a chance to talk about that. No, no. Uh, when did you start the Taekwondo school? What, what the... So that was probably around 1989. I was thinking about that. It was 80, 88, 89. Uh, you were my first instructor. Right. Um, I think it must have been eighty nine ninety because I think we started there at nine in nineteen ninety or eighty nine. So it was it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, it was early, right? Because I, I I used to work at Wang and then I quit Wang and just started teaching full time. Yep. When as we just mentioned a couple of minutes ago, when it was uh, lucrative, and there were right. eight thousand schools in the area. Right. Um, so now you're still teaching? No, you're you're teaching Taekwondo in. Um, in uh, Pelham, New Hampshire. Yep. Um, uh, teach on Monday nights. I teach Monday nights. Yeah. Um, I, it, when I started in, we think eighty nine or ninety. Right. Right. Um, I got my. I think I got up to blue belt roughly, and then I had an eight year hiatus, where my knees were hurting. But okay. there's a there's a, a a silver lining to that story. Right. Um, it wasn't what I thought it was, and it was fixed. And then wow. I came back. Yeah. So uh, then I came back, and then I, you know, progressed. Right, right, right. Uh, you, you were lucky enough to train under the great Grandmaster Mo Young Lee. Oh. And he loved you. Grandmaster Lee uh, had this, uh, if you went to a place like MIT, because uh, he was loved, he loved uh, college, and he loved studies, and uh he he would always ask about so where's uh, Mr. Webb this today? And, and, or, or you'd go for a test, and uh, I remember one of your tests, and it was uh, uh, I, I think a, probably a second degree, second down, and you had a whole thing with you, you had a whole thing that you made. And it was wow, it was different. That was second. That was, was a self. Second. That was talking about uh, self defense, self defense, and legality of of taekwondo, S self defense law, and right. and that particular thing that you remember, we called the. Uh, the uh, passive fighting stance, the passive, yeah, yeah, and stance. and and it was basically uh, a fighting stance, right. but instead of the close fists, we just opened them yeah. and and made it look like, Stay hey, yeah. you know, but, but you're ready. Well, you're totally but ready. But you're ready. Yeah. Uh, and I remember, I forget because Graham Leslie had such a great sense of humor, and and, and he, I think he's there was something that happened. I'm sitting right next to him because I was sitting, and I think he might have asked you a question or somebody. Uh, so what? And you know how he used to talk. He would think. He would think as he was talking. What happens uh, if you you do passive and uh, they still come after you? And uh, oh, you kick them. <laughs> 
Oh, that's very good. He liked that answer. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, God rest his soul. I talk about him and I, I miss ate. him. I miss him. Oh my God, yeah. He called me up two weeks, two to three weeks before he actually passed away, and told me uh, he was getting better. I was driving. I had to pull over in, in Pelham by Gene mm-hmm. Guys, and I just because it was him, I had to stop and talk to him, and uh, we talked for a good half hour. Um, and he told me, "I'm coming back. I'm going to get back into good shape." Uh, he was going to fight. He was fighting it already. He already fought it for yeah. I don't know how many years. I said, "That's so good, Mister Lee." And yeah. then we talked about old times. But uh, so anyway, uh, wait, so now you own a business, uh, your own business, yep. uh, in in uh, with Pelham. That's Pelham. So uh, I live in Wyndham now. Oh, I mean Wyndham. But I okay. lived in Pelham for 22 years. Okay. Uh, okay. In fact, it's the it's the one place I lived the longest in my life. In Pelham it was Pelham, New Hampshire. Uh, so you are going north. You're going to go in Alaska. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yes, I, I am a, an electrical engineering consultant. Uh, I, I design antennas, and I am I work for a lot of companies that have uh, antennas in their products or or have antenna problems, and right. and uh, I do consulting, and that started um, in 2000 officially. Right. And prior to that, I worked for a company in New Hampshire, uh, in Nashua, for six years, as the as their antenna engineer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's my my engineering thing is antennas. And, right. And I love it. And then MIT, you you were at MIT working doing I, antennas and. So actually, 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 I did not start antennas until long after I left. Oh, so okay. Okay. When I was at MIT, I was on a on a track to do circuit design. What we call analog circuit design, right, right, right. You know, yeah. and uh, I I worked for a company doing that for a while. I worked for another company doing integrated circuit design, right. uh, chip design, and um, but always was noodling antennas in my head. I was always messing with antennas because again, from dad, I was a ham radio operator at the age of eleven. That'll do it, right? Yep. And and the thing that caught me was antennas. But I finally I left. You know, I, I studied on my own, and I started studying antennas, and I didn't get it. And I studied more, and I didn't get it, and I studied more, and I didn't get it. One morning, I woke up. I'm like, "Oh!" And I got it. <laughs> and and I have not a clue what you're talking about because, you know, if you couldn't get it after studying all that time, what did you get? Was it the airwaves? Uh, how how they work? The approach the approach to antennas is always mathematical. They teach you these formulas and right. you know, Maxwell's equations. And, oh yeah, yeah. And it would give anybody a headache. Right. Yeah. And um, my approach, because I didn't start that in school, okay, my approach was a little more practical, and I, I had to figure out why antennas work the way they do, and not with math. Right. And once I did that, it was like, oh. It ain't that hard. It's not that hard. <laughs> so yeah. I used to, my, my yeah. clients used to say to me, well, this this stuff is black magic. Right. And I'd say, yeah. no, 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 it's really simple. Yeah. And they'd say, no, it's black magic. Yeah. Finally, after a while, I said, you know what? It it's is black, black magic. magic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And here's the invoice. That's what, Yeah, here's the invoice. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's like anything else, uh, whether you're, uh, you know, the pistol or you're doing Taekwondo for years. This stuff is hard. And you're like, no, it ain't. This ain't I just do no, it. You just got to do it. You got to do it. Over and, and over and, and but over. But you got to love it. If yeah. you don't love it, it's going to fade on you. Or you'll find something. Like you said, you found something that you really love. Uh, now you, you're more of a, a machinist. You have your own machine. I watch. Because you're on. All right. So 
and I'm, I'm all over the place, as you can see. Yeah. You're on Facebook. You're on YouTube. You're mm -hmm. on Twitter. You're on Instagram. What else you doing? So the, the, the main channel to find my stuff now right. is either YouTube, if you like videos, or right. Instagram. Right. And on YouTube, it's Kinetic, with a K, Kinetic right. Precision NH. And age, Kinetic and you'll precision. find it. And and uh, we, there's two things going on there. I have videos that I'm doing in in machining. I haven't talked about machining yet. Uh, we will. <laughs> and I'm also doing a uh, weekly live, uh, which has a a podcast that that right. sprouts out of it. Right, right. Yeah. And that's called the uh, the PFG Live. Okay, and, I've been on it. I think uh, it, with you. Down when you started, uh, maybe that was not the same thing. But I remember to give him my, yeah, master, go oh master, yeah, 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 and then I'd say something stupid. And I'd so leave. we started on Instagram, <laughs> yeah, and we started doing the lives on Instagram, right. and people would text in and stuff. Right. And then we moved that over to to YouTube Live, and still we get live uh, chat. Right. Okay. So we get uh, live chat from folks. So sometimes it's just me, and we talk about some topics. Right. Sometimes I have guests on, right? Okay. And it's and it's a, a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. It's fun watching, and it's fun. You have a good sense of humor. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know, and uh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> right there. And uh, Well, you're from Brooklyn. What do you expect? <laughs> hey, you got to hold your own. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, yeah, because now I, you're making uh, – what, what do I see, these, these stones? These, these, <laughs> these, I see stones. I go, I, I know what they're doing. So they're called PFG Stones. PFG. That's, that's you my, have your own brand. That's the brand, right? PFG Stones. And – you got to go back to the antennas, right? So mm -hmm. I was doing antenna consulting, and I couldn't just design stuff on paper. I had to make it. Right. So I would design it, computer simulate it, optimize it, and then go and make it. So I had to learn how to make stuff. So I, I got as a into, machinist. As, as a, a machinist. machinist. So I started with little machines. I got, when it got to, to big machines, and all of a sudden one day I said, you know. I kind of like this stuff. <laughs> so, so, so I became a machinist, and, and that's that's on your own property. Yes. Right? Yep. Uh, and because uh, I've seen every time I tune in, because I, you know, I'm always on Facebook, and I said, "Oh, he's, he's got something going." A new machine, and I went, "Business must be good." He is just dropping some heavy, heavy bread into this stuff. So the good news is, is that again, it all started in support of my antenna business, right. but but everything's paid for. Yeah. All the machines are paid for. So so that that's my philosophy is right. that we're not taking loans out and buying stuff. Right. Yeah, you pay for it, yeah. But anything I could think of upstairs, see the engineers upstairs yeah. and the machinist is downstairs. Right, yeah. Anything I could think of upstairs, I have to be able able to hand the machinist downstairs. He has to be able to make it. Right. And yeah. then he hands it back to the engineer upstairs right. yeah, yeah. for testing. Do you ever argue with them? Constantly. <laughs> are you kidding? It's like it's what are you out of your mind? It's a <laughs> It, it's nonstop. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, you know, Chunder just closes the door. Oh, yeah. It's like, <laughs> let those two guys argue. Uh, yeah, that's so, so funny. Okay, so now I'm a machinist, and, and um, I see a video from my, good, my now good friend, uh, Robin Renzetti, about precision ground stones. Is Renzetti from Brooklyn also? Renzetti? <laughs> no, he's from Pennsylvania. That's right. <laughs> extreme western Brooklyn. <laughs> so anyway, he, he showed, he did this video, and I'm like, that is the coolest thing ever. And in essence, we're taking a, a, an abrasive stone right. and we're using a diamond wheel on a surface grinder and right. we're grinding it very flat. It's just so smooth. 
very flat, very smooth. And that becomes a very important tool in precision work. Right, right, yeah. Which I won't bore you with. No, no, but I, I <laughs> saw you, I see you doing it. You're rubbing the, 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 yep. uh, the metal. And you're, you, you're getting the nicks out of the, the... Yeah, and you're observing the the flatness and the and the surface properties of the metal down to microns. You couldn't ever see it, right? You couldn't. Yeah. You, you can't feel it. So what's the... Why do you have to? I mean, so it, originally it was, well, if you're putting two precision surfaces together, right. okay, if there's a scratch on one, they don't go flat. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so so you, you stone both surfaces before wow. you put them together. Or if you accidentally dent a, a precision surface, yeah. you can stone down the See, I, I would have went to the uh, True Value Hardware and got some sandpaper. You know, fine, fine sandpaper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. really the good stuff. <laughs> the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. $3. So, <laughs> so I buy the stones that you can go buy at the store, and then I grind them. So, so you're buying a stone that you would use anyway, but you're making it. Even that you would way. use it to sharpen your knife or gra- or, oh, okay. or right. grandfather's axe. Right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but once I'm done with it, um, it's it's, it's a... used on precision surfaces. It's pretty amazing. I see you're making a lot of them. Uh, I am making a lot of them. You're making a lot of them, and and it's really taken off. Uh, for more information, yes, go ahead. Go to pfg.gg. Pfg.gg, and that'll teach you You'll about get, it. And you get some stones if you want. You can. You can buy stones from you if, if they need them. Yes, only if you have money. Any any uh, any machinist should have this, right? Is that is that uh, like well? A, I'm sure there's some machinists that really shouldn't, but well, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, anybody who's doing precision work, right, uh, really should have them. And and most of the time, I'll, you know, guys will get them and they'll they'll send me messages like, I knew they were good. I didn't understand. Well, that's cool. You know what what they are, and right. now they are. So I've sold to. Uh, National laboratories, uh, companies that make uh, custom race car engines, uh, just the, yeah, the list anything is... that has to be precision yep. to the micron. Uh, now, and as I say, I fly off, but uh, antennas. Did you have something to do with uh, outer space or something? Not outer space. But I remember you mentioned something. Like so the the closest my antennas got to space were right. on. Uh, if you remember when Felix Baumgartner. Uh, broke the freefall record from 128,000 feet. My antennas were in his belly pack. Wow, nice! Uh, I did work. And on he broke that. the record. Broke the record. Is he living? Yes, he is. Oh, good for him. Is, that yeah, story yeah. is quite. <laughs> and there's some behind the scenes stories. I which, can only imagine. Yeah, because you got to be a complete nut. <laughs> yeah. No. So uh, and then and then the deepest my antennas ever got. They they. They went on uh, underwater vehicles that would go down, make measurements, take data, pop up, talk to a satellite, go back down. And and that was your antenna. Yep. Wow, that's, that's just they're all over the place. And and I can't I can't space say specifics, but uh, if you open a website for a major retailer and buy some things, right, that have antennas in them, yeah. I designed all those antennas. Yeah, unbelievable. So I'm all over the place. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're, you're the diverse everyone. That's good. Um, and, and your taekwondo, uh, how are we doing the taekwondo now? Well, <laughs> the first thing you need to know is I'm older than I used to be. Did you know that? Oh, it's true. I'm thinking, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I, I'm don't, have, tell, don't tell me you're a kid in my world. Yeah, I you're know. I, I still am. <laughs> so uh, taekwondo is going great. Uh, I've been, you know, teaching, which is a real challenge. You know, because right. uh, now not only do you have to be a, you know, good at what you do, you have to be able to teach it. Um, so that opened up a whole chapter, which I brought the knowledge I gained in pistol competition and pistol training. 
uh, all made sense in Taekwondo as far right. as how to how do you teach, right. and how do you how do you right. uh, basically my philosophy is catch catch somebody doing something right, right, and and provide positive reinforcement. Right. Yep. And because um, you know, you're fourth down now, yes, sir. Uh, when when are you are we planning for fifth down? When's fifth down coming? Yeah. We got a couple another fifth year. Fifth is, I think we're three. I think we're three years out. Okay, thereabouts. Watch how fast it goes. <laughs> yeah, I know. You could be as old as me at one of these days. I you know. know. Uh, yeah, and the school, uh, as we were talking before, uh, Spencer and I, schools aren't like back in the day when uh, we were when I started with Grandmaster Muyungli and stuff, and actually. Between Grandmaster Moyungli and even in, in Lawrence, and in Connecticut, we had a hold on a lot of. I mean, we were one of the, stu- the schools, and then uh, we moved to uh, Pelham, and still had a hold. Then schools just popped up, and in a five-mile race radius from our school, ten schools, and people had to go buy another school to get to our school, and you know they don't know. Why? Why would we travel far when there's one way? And so that hurt the school business. And never mind that; it's it, it, um, uh, uh, organized sports mm-hmm. like uh, your lacrosse mm-hmm. and your soccer that just blew up. Yeah. Kids just had, they're overwhelmed, and it's too bad because the taekwondo business is tough right now. But our school here in uh, Pelham is a nonprofit organization. Exactly, that's what saves it. It, it, <laughs> yeah. it does save it, but it also. Uh, People come to the school and they they look at the you know the the, the fees we charge and they're half they're, right, they're half literally half of with, everything else with masters and grandmasters as teachers it's the most unique thing yes. around even Grandmaster Lee would say that there's no other school like it in the world there hasn't been in years yeah. where uh, all his students back in the late seventies mid mid seventies what am I saying mid seventies nineteen seventies today. It's 50 years, all right? And most of us have been together for, uh, you know, I'm talking about the grandmasters. We've all we worked out for uh, 50 years. Yeah. Grandmaster Pelletier just hit 50. I'm going to hit 50, in, uh, I think, in December. Yep. But I started, tech, I started martial arts before I went to Grandmaster Lee. Uh, but after going to him, it wasn't martial arts. He was martial arts. <laughs> man. He, he was the best in my, in my world that, that ever was. That well, ever well, was in Taekwondo. The, the tra- you know, the tradition is being passed down uh, right. well. Uh, Grandmaster Pelletier is, in my mind, is the database. That's right. You know? Right. Uh, we just He just said something this past week, which changed how I thought about a certain uh, move, you know, for the last 20 years. Right. And I'm like, holy cow. Yeah. So uh, we're very lucky. Um, yeah. To you have to have, to have, to have the, the, the talent. The town mm-hmm. and the grandmasters, ninth degree, eighth degrees, seventh degrees, fourth degrees. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's unheard of. That everyone stays together and, in a nonprofit organization. So, know? in the profit in the for profit schools, the tradition was, as you know, at, at third degree, you would spin out and start a school, and then that's what you did. And I guess there was some money involved. Of course, we don't understand the money because we've right. done that, but we never spin out. Right, we stay right there. Right. Yeah, because Grandmaster Lee started, uh, and we were all, I was in Lowell, and he had a Lowell and Lawrence school, and I started in Lowell with him. Then all of a sudden, he closed the school in Lowell because it was too much for him. So he opened up, and then he knew he was going to Connecticut. Mm-hmm. So he had his children, and he wanted the, the education. 
He wanted his children to have an edu- certain education in a certain part of <laughs> New England. So he's moved to Connecticut, started the school in Connecticut. Now we kept that school running yeah. uh, in Lawrence uh, for him. Yep. And we did that for years and years. Then Lawrence started to be tough. It, would, it was a little run down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you park your car outside and you were hoping it was out there <laughs> after. And uh, there was a lot of things going on. So I remember moving it to uh, Pelham. And, uh, oh, was that nice. Yeah. The suburbs. Yeah, the suburbs. <laughs> police stations right down the street. Yeah. I knew all the police when they'd come by with their, their dogs and we'd talk. You yeah. know, and I'm like, this is so comfortable. You could park your car. Well, you can see your car from the school. Anyway. Right. And, uh, but that's so cool. And, and uh, then, you know, yourself and, and great people. Great oh, people. People are awesome. Yeah. So anyone looking for a, a Taekwondo school, Pelama, United Taekwondo, uh, been there. 50 years in the area. We have a good website. And a good website, United Taekwondo. UTKD.org. UTKD.org. Uh, what, what's, what's, uh, so you have a couple of websites. Mm-hmm. Or, what, what, give a couple for yourself so that people so, can so watch So the whole, the whole PFG stone thing, people will enjoy PFG.gg. That, that's an information page, but you'll, right. you'll figure it out. And then uh, my antenna consulting is antennasys.com. A-N-T-E-N-N-A-S-Y-S.com. Right. And uh, I've been keeping pretty busy. My my Instagram is Spencer underscore Web underscore NH, and uh, the YouTube channel is Kinetic Precision NH, and that's all my socials. And they can if, if you know they can Google you Spencer Web W E B B yes uh, in uh, you know antennas Spencer Web. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it'll, it'll <laughs> oh pistolero. <laughs> Well, that might not explode. Do you still, do you still, uh, do you still shoot? I've been, the last few years, I've been very uh, reticent um, to to continue training. I I have not shot. Well, I have not shot in competition in a decade. But uh, I have friends that are, and we we continue that discussion. And um, yeah, one day I'll get back to it. Right. Um. About your children, do, do, do you ever teach them? How to, uh, any yes, they've yeah, both good. they've both been to the range with me. Uh, they, your wife, your wife. Oh, just, so just to learn. So uh, my wife, I I didn't mention this, of course, because right. it's, you know, uh, my wife is a rifle shooter. Oh Jesus! And she was at MIT on the rifle team. Isn't that what? Is that not how you met? That is how we met. Okay. <laughs> so I'm older. Yeah, I yeah. won't say by how much. I'm yeah. a little sensitive to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she was on the rifle team, and I was kind of out already but i was hanging around the range right. and we met that's how we met i oh, offered to help her with her canvas pants and she said no oh why not <laughs> but, but ultimately it led to uh, yeah. it led to something um so uh she's a rifle shooter i'm a pistol shooter no have you have you ever shot the right you've definitely shot the rifle and you just oh yeah you just rather do the pistol oh yeah yeah I, i'm yeah, yeah. We, we tell everybody we had a shotgun wedding oh cool yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She and that was she in competition. Do you say she was? She competing? she was in competition. She right. uh, achieved more than I did. She was yes. actually in the shootoffs for the Olympic team. Wow! So she was one of eight shooters. Wow! Competing for a slot. Yeah, yeah. And you know, to if you have to get beat by some folks, that's yeah. that's the folks to get beat by. So oh, that's wild. Yeah. Uh, she she actually did better than I did. Yeah. Uh, and she'll never let me forget it. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's it's. By a mill or something that somebody beat you by? Oh, it's ridiculous. Is that how close a, a, they, they have to judge you? Or? Literally. Bullseye is a bullseye. In, but, in, yeah. in rifle, yeah. 
ten thousandths of an inch on a shot could make the difference. Wow, can you believe That's it? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And you you bring your own rifle. Yep. So that would make all the difference in the world on the precision. Well, the equipment matters, right? So that's right. So you have to. The equipment has to meet certain they check requirements. It. They check okay? it. So yeah. I don't know all of them. For standard pistol, of course, I remember them. It was a one kilogram trigger. Right. So if the trigger, you know, broke below a kilogram, they'd weigh it, they'd inspect it. It was out. There's a barrel length requirement. It was iron sights, open sights, no optics. You bought you bought them. You didn't. Have, oh yeah. Or you have them specially made, or did you buy the buy a gun? I, I don't know how that works. Um, well, at the at the elite level, right? You you have a gunsmith. You have some. Okay. Right. Uh, you, you're sponsored probably, and you're going to make some money. I I've never been in that realm. No, but you can. Uh, yeah, anyway. there's uh, there's sponsorships absolutely. Yeah, right, um, yeah. and the same is true with rifles and, and you know the the price of a you know international style competition rifle is ridiculous i can only imagine yeah um but that was that's that could be winning or losing yeah yeah absolutely because you could be you could have that eye and everyone's probably got the eye but you're off yep i i have a good friend uh i haven't talked to him in a few years uh lanny basham he was a olympic gold medalist in rifle right he he ended up not getting the rifle he wanted he designed his own and he had it built and uh you're not building rifles yet, uh, or, 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 or uh, well, I uh, <laughs> or, or pistol arrows. Uh, uh, I I do a little closet gunsmithing, but I'm actually licensed to do that. So uh, you really you have to be licensed. Uh, only if it, it, if you're uh, going to sell uh, a gunsmith for hire, right? Generally, without getting into a whole bunch of details, right. yeah, needs to be licensed. Yeah, well, because you could make one. You know, you could. I mean, sure, of course, I can make every every piece of it. Yeah, you can actually make anything you want. Yes. Because you, you have every piece of machinery known to man. Well, the ones I don't. You know, you know, there's an old saying: the only thing better than having a sailboat is having a friend with a sailboat. <laughs> yeah. So the machines I don't have, I have friends, friends that right? have them. But then you're the, you're their friend because hey, uh, Spencer. You, it's yeah. a close. I just got a, I just got a text yesterday that this yeah. guy who doesn't live far from where we're sitting, by the way. Right. He said, "I'm trying to cut this titanium, and I can't cut it with my equipment. Can you help me?" Well, it was a research project how to do this properly, yeah. and eventually I did it, and I cut these uh, titanium discs for him right. and sent him on his way, made a video about it. It's yeah. on my oh, YouTube it's, channel. It's excellent. Okay? Yeah, yeah. I just got a text from him. You want to cut some more titanium? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, now that we have the recipe, right? Now, as I've been watching you over the years, because I, I watch your show, uh, I don't watch. I don't watch because I don't know anything about it. Because you guys start talking, and, and my know, biggest so. fans are those that have no idea what I'm saying. Right. I just like listening to the banter sometimes, or <laughs> listen to your banter. Uh, but I, as I watch, in, in the next week, you got a big machine. Then next, I'm saying, how big of a, of a, of a, a work area he's got? <laughs> then I said, he's going to branch out one of these days. Now is that well, is that in the thought? You must be thinking about it. I, just this past uh, week. Yeah. Two uh, week and a half ago. I got contacted by somebody about a thing. That's all I can a say. A thing, yeah. And it's like, oh boy, if I if I say yes to this, you, you I might actually have to move out. But I I'm in a to, to, 
the camera work makes everything look like I have 12 acres. No, I know. It's perfect, though. But yeah. uh, I have a three-car garage. Right. So it's a, it's an attached three-car garage. No cars can get in there. but uh... Oh, no. Are you kidding? <laughs> are you crazy? My, you know, my, my Let the snow pile up. Jared up would come home from school and say, you know, my buddy told me he his father has a car in a garage. No, no. And I'm like, I, I don't even understand that. Here, go wipe off the car. Get the yeah. snow off that car. <laughs> two, two feet. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, because I'm looking. I'm saying... Wow, he's got to have a big, big. So it's a three-car garage. It's a three-car garage. But even still, it must be full right now. Because for what I'm looking it, at, it's full. Yeah. yeah, I can't. I cannot buy another machine right now. But it, you know, you're upstairs and you're having a cup of coffee, having breath. You walk downstairs in your slippers, and your PJs or whatever, <laughs> and you just say, "I think I'll work for five hours or whatever." I, we, it, I have what I call my shop moccasins. Yeah, and I can go downstairs and do yeah. stuff. Yeah, no, it's it's really nice. I'm I'm very fortunate. It's funny because when I started the printing uh, thing, Bob's Tees, yeah. I started down in my cellar in in, uh, in Drakeit. I just bought bought a bunch of machinery. Yeah, <clears throat> six months to a year, I had to get out. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I couldn't use my garage. I had a little garage. Couldn't use the garage because that was the where the heater and, uh, and all that machinery is is still in use, right? Well, th- we bought new machinery from uh, that yeah, point yeah. on, but Bob, Bob's Tees still there. Yeah, it's there, and boy, I got to tell a story about you. So I mentioned that during my Taekwondo career, I had an eight-year hiatus, right? Right, right, yeah. And I got my knees sorted out, and it turned out it was not what I feared it was. I thought I was getting some some bone-on-bone action. Right, meniscus problems. It wasn't. It was muscle problems. And I found an awesome physical therapist. His name is Rob Armada. He's in Hampstead at uh, Hampstead Sports and Rehab, and I love him. Uh, Can I ask you what he did? Because I had a meniscus... uh, operation and i'm kind of looking for something because it hurts and i don't want to so what i learned and again i i'm not an expert at this but there's like basically four muscles around the knee and the one that's on the inside and i i want to say it's called the vmo but of course i don't remember uh in in people that sit at a desk and do stuff gets weak right so the Taekwondo was causing my kneecap to slide to the left, to slide to the outside. Wow. And it was this muscle that was too weak. Too weak. So we started building up that muscle. And what, what exercise did you use? I mean, not, not that you can. Uh, it, is it something that you had to have weights or something? That you, it was, yeah, it was leg lifts with, leg lifts with, and with stuff. weights okay. right, and, yeah. and, and, and some other stuff. But that it was specific. It yes, absolutely. But I, I can't emphasize enough how much skill and knowledge Rob brought to the table he was an encyclopedia yeah. and at least three times in my life, maybe four, I've gone to Rob with a problem and he would zero in on it and put his finger. Oh, here it is. And he's he, an orthopedic surgeon. No, or, 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 he's he, a physical therapist. Uh, just a physical therapist. But he's, that a has doctor, knowledge. he's a doctor of physical therapy. Doctor, he's got okay. a PhD right. and he's fantastic. So anyway, uh, I got fixed up. So I, I, I say, I'm going back to Taekwondo. Right. So I pick up my bag yeah. and I, I head I head down to uh, to the school. I'm looking around. It's like is Bob here? And I see oh the lights are on. So I walk in to Bob's tees. Right. And I said I'm looking for Bob. Now what I didn't know other Bob was that his name was also Bob. <laughs> it was Bob's tees. <laughs> we grew up as friends. Bob's tees. So yeah. Bob, who I now we're friends, right? right I yeah, know. Yeah. He looked at me because I'm Bob. <laughs> And with his dry sense of humor, yeah. Oh, he's dry. He's so funny. That was, that, that was when I c- came back. <laughs> is when I came back. Oh, that's good. And and uh, yeah, yeah. And I had to remember. Well, I got I got schooled pretty quick. 
is that when you come back from a hiatus like that, yeah, your brain wants you to go full. Wants force. you to go one hundred percent. Cannot, and you have to stay at thirty percent. Easy, easily at thirty. You know, because you'll get hurt. And, yeah. and a lot of people. And what happens is, it's the the pulled muscles, or you know, I used to kick this high, or I could do this this fast, mm-hmm. or I could do this many repetitions. Your muscles says you haven't done it in a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> your yeah. muscles are talking. You're going, yeah. hey, hey, buddy. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Here, yeah. hold, hold my tendon. Yeah, hold yeah. my <laughs> tendon there. Yeah, and and that's just uh, that's you, you learn that. Yeah, you learn that um, uh, very quickly. Did you get hurt when you came back, or you just realized you must have? Been, you, oh, I I was aching when I came. Oh, back. Oh, you, you will ache. You will even when uh, you'll always ache. I know. See, <laughs> I, you have to. And this is an important message for anybody that takes a, takes a long break and comes right. back. You have to, you're going to hurt. You have to keep it at 30%, okay? You just ramp up slowly. Enjoy yourself. And you have to push through, you have to push through that initial hump. Right. And then you get back onto the, it's like getting back on the road. Right. And then it, it smooths out. And, and it was I, I could do a whole show. And, and I don't like, you know, I, I, it's no disrespect when I ever mention Grandmaster Lee. But being with him so many years, the way he talked was so funny. And he knew it. And he'd go, Bob, he'd call me Bob. He goes, Bob, how you feel today? Because he would give us a two-and-a-half-hour work in Connecticut workout. And the next day, he's, he, uh, I, go, I go back to class. Bob, how do you feel today after yesterday's workout? I feel great, Mr. Lee. I feel good. Oh, really? Okay. We're, <laughs> we're going to have to work out harder. And, and I went, what did I just say? Oops. I'm looking at Gary or something, uh, Grandmaster Pelletier. And I looked, and he goes, then I'm going to have to, you should not, you should be sore. The next, and he, that's how we talk. The next day you should be sore. So if you're not sore, we're going to, and he ramped them up. Oh, boy. He'd make sure you didn't, yeah, you, you never said that again. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not sore. <laughs> yeah, I loved him. He, he would actually, you went to Connecticut in, in, in some of his classes. Yeah, uh, not, we would go. Not with his classes, but, right. oh, but okay. um, no, I, I didn't have the yeah, opportunity to that. do that. We'd, we'd travel down there for two hours. Yep, eleven guys in a station wagon. I've heard the stories. Oh my god, and, and I, I won't even mention what we—it's just craziness. We were all young, yeah. But he would kill us for—kill um, us for two two hours, easily two hours, two and a half hours, and he never had a—he had fans in the school, big fans, mm-hmm. never any air conditioning. In Connecticut, uh, I remember we walk outside and it was ninety-eight degrees. It had to be a hundred ninety-eight inside that, and uh, he would say, "Okay, look, everyone, take a mirror." All grand, we were all black belts, right? So it was a black belt classes in the 20, 30, 40. Do jump, reverse, round kick, right? So you're standing there. Now, anyone who knows what a jump, reverse, round kick is, one takes, expends all the energy in your body. <laughs> he walked into his office where there was a big window, and we just had to keep jumping. <laughs> and if you stop jumping and bent over, Bob, keep jumping. Yes, sir. Right, and he he grabbed the phone and make believe he was on the phone, like he got, he <laughs> because he did it more than once. And I asked him years after that. I said, Mister Lee, remember the class he used to give us jump reverse round kick? Yeah, remember you would be on the phone. There was no one on the other end. No, no. He, <laughs> he goes, okay. how, how did you know that? <laughs> so now I have a story about about Grandmaster Lee, which you you uh, I don't know if you were present for it. I think it was my red. Uh, Bodan, it might have been my Bodan test. Okay. In fact, I, I, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. And he had me and the two Ducharme, uh, Ducharme. sons. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So I think that was. Okay. That was all Bodan, and it's like uh, hook kick, right? 
hook, kick, left, hook, kick, right, hook, kick, left. And he's watching us, the three of us. And he gets up to go correct. I think it was, uh, uh, I forget who it was. But, and, and I'm still going. He's behind me having a conversation, and I'm doing it, and I had to keep going. And, and in my mind, that took four hours. Yeah, I mean, I was close. <laughs> and you're exhausted. You're in a test. But I think, you know, I thought it was sort of like an oversight. Right. It was not an oversight. No, 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 no. Not that it was an oversight with him. <laughs> he was the master of torturing you. But what he would do, I, I, would, I would go into a, a, to Boston for the, uh, for the New England championships. Yeah. And uh, he'd call me. He couldn't make it certain days. Or, and uh, he'd call me. How did you do? I uh, come in second, Mr. Lee. Now, anyone in the world would be ecstatic and, and you know, ecstatic coming in. I came in second this time, Mr. Lee. What happened? Uh, he says, I know what happened. You're not training hard enough. <laughs> I go, no. And, and I was training. You know, uh, I says, no, I, I kind of performed an illegal uh, technique. Oh, you're, now you're back to wise guy. Because you call me a wise guy once in a while. You're fighting like wise guy again. I go, well, not really. I had all my whole story. And the whole story involved Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. My Joe Rogan story with Major Battle. Yeah. And uh, I took it out on Major Battle. I loved the man. Yeah. But uh, uh, he would say, you can't spy like, you can't fight like wise guy. You, he wanted everything perfect and to be a gentleman. And I, yeah, I was, I'm always trying to be a gentleman. But once you get into the thicker thing. But he would train us so hard. And that's how I would train you guys. Mm-hmm. And this, I don't know how you train the kids. But your fighters or your, your higher rank, there's no mercy. And... Uh, Boy, you learn how to uh, hold back pain. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And even to this day, high tolerance for pain. People go, aren't you hurting? Oh, I'm always hurting. We're always hurting. Yeah, that's but right. It's just the way it is. Yeah, there's, gotta... time, there's time for hurting later. Yeah, we'll worry about that later. <laughs> yeah, or never tell him. I remember he'd come down to school because we had uh, the Taekwondo school in Lawrence and he had Connecticut. He'd come down. I remember he'd come down. Well, how are you feeling? Well, Mr. Lee, my knee kind of bothers me a little. And you go, okay, and we'll walk away. Next time he comes down a month later, how are you feeling? Oh, my, I ate my ankle. I, I go, okay. Next time he comes down, I'm saying, he goes, how are you feeling? I go, Mr. Lee, I've never felt better in my life. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> I go, there it is. I'll never complain. He don't want to hear it. He don't care. Yeah. He, he had me by 25 years. You want pain? I'll give you pain. He's so funny. I miss that man. I, God. Wait, and, and. As I get all, eventually I'm going to try to get all the grandmasters on the show. The stories we could tell, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, even now, the stories you can tell just on the Taekwondo and, and, and you know, your pistol things, uh, you know, your, 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 your guns and stuff. A million stories. I have a story for you that I, I think I've told you, and I think I've told maybe two or three other people, but now I wanted, I'm going to make it public. Right. I went to Florida for a wedding. You're not going to incriminate yourself, are you? No, no, okay, no. The, I, I, I know the statute of limitations. <laughs> it was seven years ago. You were relax, relaxed. Listen, I've, I've had this checked by three lawyers. Um, I wasn't with them. No matter what he's going to say, I wasn't yeah, with them that day. And um, uh, my wife and I parked in this parking lot to meet some folks for this uh, wedding. Right. And we were mugged. Really? Uh, we, a car pulls up. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a guy gets out. There were five people a driver and four other guys and he came right at me and uh and he was mumbling something about the money he wanted the money yeah so i'm wearing a fanny pack right okay yeah now i'm in florida 
right. I'm wearing a fanny pack right. and I reach over to, to, to act like I'm opening up the fanny pack. Now, I don't know about anybody else, but in my world, I know what's in the fanny pack. Yeah. Okay. Nothing. There was no effect. Right. Okay. So instead, I that was a chamber for a, a back fist to the temple. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And unbeknownst to me, I was there was a guy behind me and he shoved me over right. when that all happened. Okay. And I got back up in a fighting position. And I was ready to go. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what I saw when I got back up in my fighting position was five guys getting in a car and beating feet out of there. Nice. It was the only time I ever had to yep. use a skill. Right. Right. Yeah. In you know in in self defense. Right. And um, I mean, it could have gone terribly wrong. Could have gone terribly wrong. Uh, uh, but one gun or no guns or one knife or no knives and five guys on one guy. Uh, in, in but this, you, you instinctively you have to make a decision. Very quickly, especially if your wife and is exactly right. You have and no. I, I, I don't want to dwell on that, right. but my wife was in a compromising position on the other side of the car. Right. So I had a car between me and her. Right. If you think that was a car was going <laughs> to right no, stop, yeah, right. right. So, so uh, it was the only time I executed any of my training in actual right. self defense, and I was a blue belt. Wow, and I and it was shortly after that that I came back to school. Nice, yeah. And I think you did tell me that story a while back. I, I way I back, way, yeah. yeah. And I was yeah. impressed then. I mean, because uh, good for them, smart for them to get out of there. <laughs> they don't know, you know, that well, could have went terribly wrong. The average, uh, the average thug. Oh is not God. expecting anybody. No, no, they're to, bully. I call them bullies. Yeah, I they, say that on my show all the time. Then they don't expect anybody to show the shred of a in, skill. In my right, in in my think about it, if you're going to be a bully or a thug or a, or a mugger or something, chances are you're not working out. Chances are you probably never worked <laughs> out. Now you might have a gun or a knife, and if you have a gun, mm -hmm. you got a little advantage. Uh, but if you don't have either or, and you're going to end up with someone who's trained the martial arts, you don't have a chance. Yeah. All right. Uh, unless you get really lucky because you're, 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 and I don't want to say low life, but you're probably a low life that aren't, you're not training yeah. and you might never trained in your life. Yeah. Cause you were busy thinking about the, the dark side. Yeah. All right. Nothing about the, so. And, uh, and at blue belt level, right. I, I had training, right. But I didn't have a lot of training. Right. Right. And this is one of the reasons that I like to emphasize when I'm teaching, uh, the practical self-defense, right? You know, and and a so, lot of practical self-defense. Yeah, the yes. reality, the reality of it. And right. I know when you were teaching class, you would have a section uh, called self-defense, and you would you would teach things specifically. This is what happens for self-defense. That's what my Taekwondo show uh, that I just did a half hour ago, an hour ago. Uh, a lot of that is is self-defense and basic. I don't. You don't have to get fancy. If you have a basic front round kick. I've seen people win national cha championships with a front round kick or an axe kick, mm -hmm. and that was their kick. They they really didn't have a martial art, um, um, you know. You know they didn't have much uh, technique, right? But they had that one kick, and they were fast, and they would win national. They had long legs, or they were fast, and uh, they could knock people out. With yeah. that. It, it, so you don't have to really be crazy with. Eight million kicks. You have one kick that's going to work, or you have one yeah. back fist. People aren't ready for a back fist, and it's going to hit them on the side of the head, and it's it's like getting hit with a bat, you know? Yeah. And uh, it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. 
Now, when you went in here and you come back there, it wasn't like you got ready to cock your fist back. Uh, it was snap. Snap. That's how we learned it. With Crackle, the, pop. The hip jog. You know, hip By jog. the way, to close that story out, that, that genius that uh, led the attack on us is, went, went to jail. They caught him. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So they put him away. He was the genius, huh? He was the genius <laughs> the because genius. His, his, his partner did a full handprint on the, on the hood of our car. With, with fin- fingerprints and everything. As he's going around the car, I yeah. saw him put the full handprint on it, and it, I remembered that. Isn't that wild? And when the cops came, I said, come here. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. He didn't, I bet you didn't go to MIT. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I didn't see him there. No. He didn't whistle on a Pistolero team. I man. don't think so. That's so funny. I don't think so. Yeah. You'll, they'll never catch us. Well, what, isn't that your handprint? They're not going to know. How are they going to know? How are they going to know? They're not going to know. Did you wear your gloves? <laughs> <laughs> no. That's so funny. It's not funny. It's a true story, but it's yeah. it's, it's a good little story you had there. Uh, five guys. Um, that's, you know, and in today's world, it's just just driving. I drive to work. And I drive home. And it's the road rage. I'm going, this is this is out of control. Yeah. And we're living up. I, I consider this, you know, especially New Hampshire and up on Mass. I mean, it, more of a, a liberal, uh, easygoing type of area to live. Imagine like New York. Well, even Boston. You got to stay out of Boston, but New York and Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I took a course down in Manhattan a few years back, yeah. a, f- a photography course, and uh, I said, you know, I'll I'll drive into Manhattan. Why not? I'm not going to drive around Manhattan. <laughs> But I'll drive in, yeah. I'll park the car, I'll pay the expensive, like right. the, the hotel rate yeah. for the week, yeah. and then I'll drive myself home. Why not? Right. Well, we're five miles out, and I'm like, what the hell was yeah. I thinking? Yeah. This was horrible. Oh. And da- I Dangerously horrible. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah I, I can imagine uh, people getting quite upset. <laughs> See, the thing, and it, it's funny, being a martial artist, uh, you know, fourth down, and I, being a martial artist, um, I always had a confidence. I always had a real, maybe too confident, because you're not stopping a bullet. Mm-mm. Anything else, I feel like I, I can control the situation, but can't stop a bullet. And they're out there, mm-hmm. all right? I'm talking about these, you know, you, you're in trouble if you get out of, in out of a car because someone... And, and you, what are you going to do? One of the things, you know, I've learned. So I, I've also taken training in a defensive pistol. Right. I've taken training in knife defense. Um, and I've taken training in jujitsu. Right. And, and all of these things have added to my martial arts right. uh, uh, understanding. And <clears throat> I think uh, a little bit of training. A little bit of confidence goes a very long way to helping somebody in a in a self defense situation. Right. Well, number one, I have a, I have a, you know I'm I'm a, we're confident people. I'm confident. I I, I fear nothing. I'm absolutely positive you're confident. I I, I fear, but but that can be detrimental to uh, how you handle the situation too sometimes because you figure you're bigger than than the than life or the or, or the situation and you're not. And, and that and brings us right back. You walk away. Ex- run away. You run away. <laughs> and I say that on my show. Yeah. If you can run, yeah. if, you are, if someone's coming at you with a stick or a knife, mm-hmm. run and scream if you have to. Yeah. Someone's going to try it. Somebody's going to attack me. Because you can, and, and you're not a coward. You yeah. saved either your own life or you saved his life. Someone was going to 
yep. probably die in a situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't want that. I, I, so, I mean, I, I haven't had that knock on wood. I'm still superstitious. So, uh, I haven't had that situation. But um, close, you come close in today's world that you, uh, you have to turn the other cheek and just say it's not worth it. It's not worth it. When, Absolutely. Uh, when I was teaching... Uh, the, the the passive uh, uh, right. passive That's fighting right. stance right? right the whole idea is was to look passive and then figure out how to beat feet if you can if you can run or oh, scream and it's you know, I'm telling that for children and, and women and stuff scream as loud as you can yeah use your use your phone I got a whole show once a year on what to do coming out of a mall hand on that on your car buzzer get that horn going mm-hmm. scream as loud as you want oh. He was just going to ask me directions. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. You know, you know what I'm saying? How did I know that? Well, it, you know, having having <clears throat> some random person think you're a nut job, that's a small price to pay. <laughs> small, small price to pay. Um, and and <clears throat> in today's world with our kids, man, I'm scared. I'm so scared. Uh, it's, it's, it's getting dangerous. And maybe pe- they, we've been saying that for the last thousand years, but it's getting dangerous out there. Well, you know, having Sam having a, a black belt, right? And uh, you know, Jared didn't didn't uh, <clears throat> uh, go further than I think yellow with green trim, right? But even Jared, right? After years of zero taekwondo, we'd be playing around in the kitchen, throw a kick, and he would throw a kick, and I'm like, there you go. whoa, it's still in there, you know? Kids, kids, kids are it's resilient. Yeah, absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah. So I, one of these days, I'm hoping we can get him back. You can't push him. No, and I no. tell people, and I did a show. I don't know if you saw the show with my, my six-year-old grandson. And I had him on the show. Never, He never did any martial arts at all. And I had him for 15 minutes, and he was good. Front snap, kick, front. Then he goes, <laughs> I'm hungry. And I went, yeah, we're almost done. I want meme. I, he laid on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I said, cut. It's a technique. <clears throat> and he was running around. And uh, I shelved that. That was two years ago. He, he, no, he was four. Excuse me. He was four years old. He's six now. So I asked him how old he was when we started the show, and he goes, I'm six, and he was only four. And uh, so I shelved it, 15 minutes of insanity, me trying to keep, and then uh, I brought it back just for the laughs. It was I put it on last week, YouTube it. That's it's awesome. on YouTube. I will. Um, and uh, then I started talking about, if you're going to train children, if you want to train them four or six, do it in spurts. An hour and a half is too much. Yeah. An hour is too much. Half hour might be too much. Give them 15 minutes. Show them some kicks in 15 minutes. Uh, let them work out a little bit, and that's good. Then as they get older, mm-hmm. you know. <coughs> me. I, I do that with Jared. We, we yeah. have these, you know, something will happen in the kit. Well, again, we'll be playing around, and I'll show them. I'll say, let me show you how to do this. And, you know, 60 seconds, and that was it. So one day maybe we'll get them back. It's uh, How's your... <clears throat> Excuse me, my my hay fever. Oh, is me too. Destroying my absolutely. <clears throat> and I'm uh, I'm on I'm on three different drugs. I don't want to talk about it. I I've never had I've, and I've had hay fever most of my life, but it's, I don't remember it this bad. Uh, I heard that this is the worst uh, season <clears throat> measured ever. Really? Yeah. So it's not and and everyone's. It's going not to... you. It's it's <laughs> <clears throat> it's the oak trees. It's not you. Yeah. For me, it's oak trees. And the thing is. Down here, it's, it's supposed to be settling down, but I go up to Ossipee once yeah. a week. It's just kind of starting there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, the, and all of a sudden, uh, we see smoke. As I'm driving, I see Mount Washington on 16. I'm on 16. I see Mount Washington. I see the whole valley. And I look, and I go, 
Well, either that's smoke from Canada or that's pollen. It's pollen. You, whatever it is, ain't good for us. You know? Yeah. And it's both. They say it's smoke from Canada or smoke from the wildfires that are out there are just going to cover half of uh, New yeah. England this weekend and stuff. I have an air filter in my bedroom, and I'm not afraid to use it. God, yeah, Jesus. It's uh, Yeah. I, and the funny thing is I'll, I'll feel all right, and then I'll get in my car, turn on my uh, my fan, either my heater or my – and all the pollen comes out of that. <laughs> And my brother-in-law the other day goes, you know, change your filter in, in behind your uh, your dash, you know. For, yeah. He says, in my whole life, I've never changed one of those. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, yeah, you're going to take your dashboard. I don't know what you're going to do, but I ain't doing it. You That's know? a life-changing experience. I would call you. I would imagine. Write the yeah. check. Just have somebody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I would take the dashboard. Whatever you have to take apart, and it wouldn't get back to everything. <laughs> That's why I, I go to uh, uh, Danny Greenelge in uh, Drake for uh, all my auto. Uh, I open up the hood to fix, and blood starts coming out of my, my joints. <laughs> yeah, close the hood. <laughs> close the hood very close, gently. Step away like, from the yeah, car. Pay the money, yes. and now you live. Get like out the, the checkbook. You, you, oh, my God, yeah. yeah. You know, some things you're good at. Yep. Some things you're not. Yep. If you're not, let the professional do what you're not good at. I, uh, I, I have learned that now. Oh, yeah. It took a while. Yeah. My ego... I've learned as you get older, your ego says, "Well, your ego could be hurt, but your limbs and your and your you know how much you want to bleed." <laughs> you know, wow, that was uh, that's a whole hour almost there, buddy. I can't believe we're going to come back. I got to get you back on this because we could talk for hours. Yes, we can. Um, so again, it's uh, if if anyone wants to hear, where, you're everywhere. You yep. can find Spencer Webb. <clears throat> so here's a <clears throat> shortcut to all of my links. Go to pfg.gg/links. And that's all you need all right. to know. And if I, uh, I actually, I actually Googled uh, Spencer Webb. Uh, he was uh, one of them. Was I think a great baseball player who died? Uh, football player. Oh, was he a football player? Yeah, Spencer I got a lot Webb? of uh, I got a lot of uh, messages on Twitter. All right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. uh, sorry, wrong guy. Because as I and I, it was this morning. I just wanted. To ch- I'm, I'm trying to yeah. get in, onto all your links just so we when we talk. And uh, I don't have my glasses on at the time. I can't read without my glasses. So I'm making believe I can read, and I'm going. <laughs> dead <laughs> hey is that his face i can't listen happened? route 38 is dangerous <laughs> yeah and it's funny because if you don't have your glasses on and you think you can make believe you can you can read or, yeah no. i can't even make out faces yeah and uh my ego there you go that's what the ego is that's all right you know uh and and if anyone wants to uh catch this uh show uh we're on spotify we're on any podcast uh google us uh in uh on youtube uh, TKD Grandmaster Bob Lemire, TKD uh, as in Taekwondo, uh, Grandmaster Bob Lemire, and you'll see all. Uh, you'll see my podcast, and you'll see um, my Taekwondo shows. Uh, you'll see Mr. Webb here, so uh, yeah. if they want to watch that. Uh, well, it'll be a fun show. And I did a I did a uh, Taekwondo show with you a couple of years ago. I can't remember that. I did. I think, and believe me, this is, people think I'm out of my mind. I started the Taekwondo shows in 1990, <laughs> right, 33 years ago. Really? I started them in, uh, did you do the show at the school? No, we did it. Well, yes, we did one at the school. At the school yeah. Remember, I did a, a Outer Crescent Break, and you said that that was uh, the first time you ever saw one. All right, all right. I do remember that yeah. at the school. Because uh, since 1990, I started a PATV, Pelham Taekwondo, uh, Pelham TV. Uh, and then I went to DATV. Mm-hmm. If I'm not pushing a, over a thousand shows, I'm telling you, because at one point in, in Pelham, uh, I was doing almost a show a week. Wow. 
10 years goes by, that's a lot of shows. Lot of shows. Then I went every other week. I've been doing every other week almost for 33 years. It's unbelievable. And people say, well, don't you run out of stuff? I, I keep reviewing. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? That's right. You can't. Well, that's like, well, I, I already uh, learned the, tie, the front round kick, so I don't go to school anymore, and I don't want to learn that because you showed me that once. Right. You know. But that's it, brother, and uh, I, I really enjoyed it, and we'll, we'll do it, it again. It was awesome. Uh, Happy to be here. Thank you, thank you. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, remember, train hard and have fun.